0: Benjamin Franklin said, "'Success is the residue of planning.'" And while planning doesn't guarantee success, it certainly is a factor. Franklin gave us lots of non-biblical proverbs like this. A proverb is just a short, memorable saying that speaks of general truth. And this proverb tells us that planning is really important when we're talking about stewarding our time with intention for God's purposes. Franklin has also been quoted as saying, well done is better than well said. So planning without action is useless. We need to do both. So we are gonna pray about both of those things this morning. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life In our world. This is episode 189 that we are in today, and we are going to pray about making and following through with plans. But before we do that, we are going to begin with a bit of worship. And we are in, we have a longer passage today in a translation that I don't often use for this purpose, but I liked it. It was a little different and kind of gives us a different flavor of these verses. It's 1 Peter 1 3 through 5, and this is the message translation. It says, What a God we have, and how fortunate we are to have him, this father of our master Jesus. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we have been given a brand new life, and we have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And the future starts now. God is keeping careful watch over us and the future. The day is coming when you will have it all life healed and whole. One of the things I was looking for in this worship section um, was a verse that talked about how, because we're talking about planning and following through with plans, about how God is the master of our future and, and that kind of thing. And this, the way this verse says God is keeping careful watch over us and the future really struck me. So let's just pray. Father, I echo this statement from this passage, what a God we have. I am here this morning to say thank you for being all that you are for us, because Jesus was raised from the dead. We have been given. I have been given a brand new life, and I am grateful for that this morning. I have everything to live for, including a future in heaven, but that future starts now. The kingdom of God is here on earth because, Jesus, you brought it. Just the idea, Father, that you are keeping careful watch over me and over the future is astonishing to be able to say you are master of time, you are Lord of time, you created time, and yet you are outside of it, you are uh, timeless. And while I can't wrap my head around how to be outside of time because our whole lives are so driven by time, I honor you and worship you today for being that. And I am grateful. Thank you for watching over me and for watching over my future and the future of all of us in general. I know the day is coming when we will be healed and whole in your presence, but until that happens, this time that we have, I would ask that you would help us while we're thinking about this planning and actively pursuing those plans. As we think through that this morning, I pray that you would guide us and direct our thoughts. Pray that you would lead us to truth and convict us of sin. I pray that we would be both eager to learn and eager to obey, that we would have hearts that were geared towards repentance, eagerly looking for confession and repentance in ways that we could increase our own righteousness, not uh, not so that we can earn something, simply so that we can love you better and honor you more. Spirit, let the words be said that I say and that we think, the things that how we interact here this morning, be honoring To the Father, I pray that you would open our understanding of how you would have us apply these scriptures to our lives and that you would uh, lend power to these words. Pray that you you would be quick to answer these prayers in our lives and in the lives of others. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, we prayed about being intentional with our time about living life on purpose, on God's purpose. And today we're going to pray that we are action takers, that we actually take steps to be using our time the way God wants us to. It's really easy to talk about all the things and not actually do anything. We don't want to be we don't want to be that. We want to be believers who are doers of the Word. We want to do more than dream or wish we were living the life that He wants from us. We want to live it, and we are going to pray that we make intentional plans and follow through with that effort. I have more verses than usual today. So I'm going to talk less than usual to introduce it, and we're going to get right to it. I'm going to read a verse and talk about it. I think there's one area where I have two verses that are very close similar, so I will read those both. But in general, I'm going to read a verse and then pray it and then read another one. I think I have six or seven of them, so there's more than normal. The first one is James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. So before we start this conversation about planning, we're going to ask for wisdom today. Father, we lack wisdom. We lack understanding in so many areas. We have this perception of ourselves that we know it all and that we are always right. And yet we know this like little sliver of the reality of not only the things that happen that are seen in our world, but the things that are unseen, the spiritual side as well. So... I ask you, who knows all things, for your wisdom. You say, you promise that you will give generously to all without reproach, and so I ask for that now. I ask for you to give us generously, and without holding any wisdom back, let it pour into our lives. 1 Corinthians 9, 26 and 27 says, So I do not run aimlessly. This is Paul speaking. I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and I keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Father, help us to not use our time aimlessly. Paul speaks about being disciplined about his body, about training it, in training it well for specific purposes, keeping his body under control so that he would not be disqualified from preaching by letting his body fall into sin. I asked today, in, instead, of, uh, instead of him talking about uh, his particular situation, this idea of not running aimlessly, we often live our lives aimlessly. We just, <laughs> it's sort of like scattershot. We will throw a bunch of things out there and follow whichever way and think that we're gonna get where we wanna go. But uh, as I was reminded recently, the uh, Alice in Wonderland story of, uh, I think it was the Cheshire Cat asked Alice where she wanted to go. And she, or she was asking how to get there. And he says, where do you want to go? And she says, I don't know. And he says, well, it doesn't really matter then. And I, I think about that in use of our time. If we aren't running, if we aren't running without purpose, without direction, without a goal in mind, we'll run aimlessly. And I don't want to steward my time aimlessly. I want to do the things that you have set out for me. And so I want to be disciplined about how I use my time. So help us to learn how to do that. That's going to look different for all of us. There's no one right way to not run aimlessly with our time. Pray that you would speak to each one of us and that you would direct us in that path. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Father, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. And these next three verses, these are Proverbs. They're general truths, just like I mentioned in the opening statement. They're general truth, that the plans of the diligent lead to abundance, and those who jump in without plans often lead to poverty this idea that planning yields success in general and that without a plan, there's no success. And so I guess I just ask no matter where we are on the natural planning spectrum on whether we're real super planners or whether we hate to plan, I pray that you would teach us to plan in the right ways for us. That's, that's not a one size fits all thing. I think that there are different ways uh, for us to each be successful in planning, but open our minds to what you would have us, how you would have us approach our plans. Help us to learn to make plans, to do that before we jump in, to do that when we don't have any intention of, of jumping in quickly, but help us to do it wisely for those who continually plan and don't get to the action. We want to balance both. Help us to be both planners and action takers. Help us to value planning in the way that you have directed us. The next two verses, Proverbs sixteen nine. In 19.21. Both are similar. They speak the same thing from a different direction. It says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. This is probably a familiar verse. That was 16.9. 19.21 says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Father, I want to be someone who plans with your purpose in mind. I don't just make plans for my own success. I don't just make plans because you tell us to, but I'm intentionally planning with your guidance and your purpose in mind knowing that as I do that planning and even as I take action, I'm not the one who leads to success. You are the one that will establish these plans. You establish our steps and your purpose will stand. So help me to be the both and. We don't have to be Uh, We can plan and take action and understand that you are the one who will guide our steps and that your purpose will stand. Help us to plan according to your purposes, not against them, not without consulting you. Um, Father, you know I have strong feelings about setting plans in place without co-creation effort on your part with you, doing that with you. So help us learn to do that. Help us as we make plans, even for our day or for the upcoming year, if we're setting major goals in place, help us to do those things as co-creators with you of our schedule and of our goals and of our plans. Colossians 3.23, I think I have two verses left. Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. Father, help me be a diligent worker, working with all my heart, entirely engaged in the process, as if everything I do, which is true, as if everything I do is for you, not for the approval of other people, not because someone else has told me to do it. Help my heart be doing it as unto the Lord. Teach us to be diligent people. Teach us to have a strong work ethic that we work at things with all of our heart, all of our effort, and all of our energy, fully engaged. Help us not hold back because we think we might fail, and that gives us a a reason. Help us to not procrastinate, but to jump in even when things are unfamiliar. Help us to be diligent workers, working for excellence because you deserve our best. And finally, Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. why I included this today, was for this idea of two of the ideas. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. We have support, we have community, and we have the backing of a Savior. But then also, Paul's prayer to let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So let's pray about those two things. Father, help us to harness the power of Christian community. Help us to find the people that will support us in the race that you have set before us. Help us to give that community as much as we take. Help us to pour into other people and find the people that you want to pour into us. And then let us engage in that community in a in a vulnerable, God-honoring, loving way. Even when we feel completely alone, when we have been separated from our community, we know that there are a crowd of witnesses that have gone before us. People who have experienced the same thing we have experienced. And I pray that we would not feel lonely in our pursuits, that we would recognize that there are not only those, but that Jesus, you have experienced the whole realm of human emotions, that you know and that you uh, empathize with us. And help us run that race with endurance. It's easy to quit, it's easy to get tired and distracted and not go back to things. It's easy to feel like something is impossible because often the things that you ask us to do, we can't do in our own strength. So help us run with endurance. Endurance is developed by doing the thing in smaller chunks and building up to it. And uh, it's, it's not quite the same as perseverance. Give us that as well. We need perseverance as well. But endurance is the strength gained from the doing. And so as we take actions, help us to start small, to gain strength and endurance, and to know that that's okay, that we don't go from being a a walker to a marathon runner without training. So as, as Paul mentioned before, teach us how you want us to train and help us develop that endurance so that we can complete the things that you have for us here so that we can run the race in a way that honors you, that brings glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I so appreciate you being here. If you're watching on Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page, this is, we're only having one broadcast this week. We'll be back next week. Hope you found this helpful. And I encourage you to invite a friend to join us next week when we're back. If you're a podcast listener, thank you for joining us in that format and sharing it with a friend who would find it encouraging. I would love that as well. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace and the Gravel Road. And my heart is, as we do this, that we will grow in our prayer lives, that God will answer these prayers. But most of all, my desire is that you would fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words that we speak. Amen.